Welcome to Sheesh Fit, a celebration of good health and an examination of holistic fitness. I'm your host, Ashish Thomas. A vertical jump is characterized by three phases. The eccentric phase loads the action by pre-stretching the muscle and increasing muscle spindle activity. The potential energy developed through this phase is stored in the elastic components of the muscle and are ready to be fired. In the eccentric phase, when we drop down, our chest is going to tilt forward quite a bit and our arms are going to swing back. The extent to which your chest goes forward depends on how long your legs are. Coaches often say that you should keep your chest up, but that ignores differences in limb length and height and is often detrimental to a player's performance. So, just the same as a deadlift, if you are a longer individual, you're going to experience a lot more hip hinge as you go down, and your chest will fall quite a bit forward. If you are shorter and stubbier, then your upper body is going to be more upright, but it will still tilt forward even if it's just barely. Take a look at any NFL Combine vertical jump video with the assistance of slow-mo, and you'll see players with all sorts of upper body positioning, but you'll notice that the taller guys tilt forward quite a bit. I want to emphasize that even if you're a shorter person, you'll still have a tilt. You won't be at 90 degrees. The tilt is what engages the posterior chain, and that's where you're going to get all that explosive strength. So after the eccentric phase is the amortization phase, which is the time between the eccentric loading and the concentric unloading. This is a transition phase, but it's very important nonetheless. You have to make this transition fast. The shorter the amortization phase, the quicker the reflex and the more power you develop. Finally, the third phase, the concentric phase, unloads the stored and transferred potential energy from the previous phases. This is when you jump up. So the eccentric phase is when you go down. The amortization phase is the brief moment where you're at your lowest point. And the concentric phase is when you fire up. You have to exert as much force on the ground as possible and essentially push yourself from the ground. One thing to note with technique is that your breath work matters. Breathe into your diaphragm before going down and only breathe out after jumping. Additionally, your arms should sweep behind you as you go down and then swing up as you go up. Pairing the arm sweep with the hip hinge leads to a larger hip extension and that helps you explode up. The best way to train for the vertical jump is to practice vertical jumps. Jump at maximal intensity and keep practicing and getting your form down. Um, Throughout your entire vertical jump journey, barring any injury, you should be getting in a lot of high quality reps. That said, vertical jumps alone aren't going to lead you to better results, or I should say aren't going to lead you to the best results. You have to build a solid program around that goal to make sure that you keep improving. Now the vertical jump is a power movement, which means that you have to train for power to optimize it. Power is a fairly advanced form of training in the NASM OPT model. Phase 5 is power training and the beginner has to go through building stability, strength endurance, hypertrophy, as well as maximal strength prior to approaching power training. 
Someone who goes straight into plyometrics will certainly see a lot of results at first, but the results will largely be short term. They might find themselves improving like crazy for a month, but then plateau or or even diminish in performance afterwards. That's mainly because they don't have the necessary foundational strength, muscle, and control of body to keep progressing. So getting a higher vertical isn't just about repetitions. It's also about building muscle and getting stronger and having stability in the legs. What's important to realize when you're building the foundations is that you don't want to overdo anything. We want to incorporate all parts of training and eventually prioritize power training while still including exercise from from the other training styles that are in our routine. Now, research shows that resistance training throughout the year is effective at increasing the vertical, but don't go towards the uh, full-on bodybuilding route, which is something that I see people unknowingly doing. A lot of routines online are bodybuilding splits and aren't the best for improving power. That's a problem because when most people hear that resistance training can help, they're just going to be doing bodybuilding splits and won't realize that they can make some changes to directly train for power. Now you may have to prioritize muscle building and stability earlier in your routine, but still include some plyometrics and strength training while you're doing that. And um, just to clarify, bodybuilding training isn't ideal for power because it requires slowing down the eccentric and increasing volume instead of having quick and explosive movements. Research has shown that long eccentrics can negatively affect our vertical jumping capabilities and we really have to train the stretch shortening cycle to increase our vertical. So overall, focus on building a strong and muscular enough body before prioritizing power training and plyometric training. Now when it comes to exercise selection, you would train how you would typically train uh, your legs for resistance training exercises. Bulgarian split squats are great for building stability and building muscle in the legs. I would recommend training the split squat with emphasis on the glutes in addition to a split squat you perform to uh, really hit the quads. I discuss how to make these adjustments to successfully target one muscle or the other in my split squat episode, but simply speaking, targeting glutes requires more hip hinge or leaning of the chest forward. As I mentioned earlier, that hip hinge is crucial to exploding up from the ground. For strength training, squats are fantastic. In fact, half squats have actually shown a lot of results for improving vertical jumps according to research. Since you're only doing half reps, you can go very heavy for this exercise. The other classic strength training exercise is the deadlift, which is essentially just a hip hinge movement. If you're trying to improve your vertical, chances are that you're an athlete, so maybe a trap bar deadlift, which is a little easier on the lower back, is better to ensure that you are injury free throughout the season. Hamstrings are crucial for vertical explosiveness because they have a lot of fast twitch muscle fibers. So targeting them through RDLs and Nordic hamstring curls could definitely be a great idea. You can also use weights to train for power. Jump squats with dumbbells allow you to practice the vertical jump, but the added resistance is a great way to overload the movement. You'll find that jumping without weights will be a lot easier after you start doing this. But I wanna note that most of the power training in 
your power block of the routine will involve supersetting resistance exercises you would see in a traditional strength training program with power training exercises like various plyometrics. I mentioned the Bulgarian split squat earlier as an exercise that you can use to build muscle and stability. But you can modify the movement and turn it into a plyometric by performing it weightless and jumping off the lunge. More classic plyometric exercises include box jumps and depth jumps. Box jumps, which is when you try to jump onto a stack of boxes, are very useful in practicing two-foot jumping form and landing mechanics. Your progress with the box jumps over time is probably the clearest way to see how much improvement you've made. Depth jumps are just as intense. Instead of jumping onto a box, you're jumping off of a box and you're using the force that you load onto your leg and trying to go up from the ground as fast as possible. This is one of the best ways to eccentrically overload the muscles and practice decreasing ground contact time. I talked about a lot of vertical jumping, but keep in mind that you should have variety in your plyometric training. Don't just keep jumping up. Practice explosive movements in all planes of motion, jumping laterally, forward, and even backward helps you become a complete athlete. Add sprints to your training as well. Sprinting is especially good because it doesn't have as much of an injury risk as intense jumping. And that's an overview of what you should do to get better at jumping. We've talked about focusing on building solid strength and body composition first, and then focusing more on plyometrics. No matter where you are and what you're prioritizing, your program should be complete. That means if you're on to the plyometrics portion, you should still train for strength. If you're on the strength portion, you should still train for plyometrics. One thing I want to emphasize before you go is that the best way to get better at jumping is to practice the vertical jump itself. Throughout this program, keep on practicing vertical jumps with maximal intensity. That's the best way to get better. The amount and quality jumps you take will directly affect your improvement. The guys who are really good at jumping, even if they don't include many of the other forms of training, continuously practice their vertical. 